You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we're back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden question. Just what are your neighbors talking about? I think there's some value in that. So we've definitely, it's it feels like autumn. Oh, yeah. So I, I started to, I had a buddy at, at Rotary goes, autumn is not September 21st or whatever. It's whenever Ken Lane stops wearing Sorry. shorts. <laughs> to, that's when he puts long pants on. That's when you know autumn's actually here. Going, oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. probably about right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of cooled down a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I did the big switcheroo in my closet. So I got. How's rid- that? I got rid of my shorts and short sleeves and sleeveless, put them in the other closet, brought back the long sleeves, the pants. I miss your short pants and your pretty legs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I kind of like it because I don't have to shave as often. But you make it, yeah, okay. TMI, TMI. (laughs) Okay. Ladies know what I'm talking about. So uh, garden questions, just Mm -hmm. What are people asking? Sure. So Suzanne wants to know, she's getting ready to fertilize her tree. She has fruit trees and evergreens and regular deciduous trees. She's always used the all-purpose for all of them. She wants to know, would it be better to use the fruit and vegetable fruit on the fruit trees, or does it matter? Can she just use the all-purpose on all of them? So so these are like... um, the recipes. Mm-hmm. So you're blending different ingredients together to come up with a recipe that plants really like. And so some plants like a lot of protein, our bodybuilding, let's do that. And others are more vegan and they want to be more, <laughs> you know, thinner. They're on the keto diet or whatever. So it just, okay. so each plants are sort of mm-hmm. like that. Right. And there's a different recipe for each one. Mm-hmm. So uh, fruit trees are definitely going to prefer fruit and vegetable food. Mm-hmm. The, the formulas seem pretty similar, 644, 744. Yeah, they're about the same. Right. On the fruit and vegetable food, we put an extra number, seven. So it's 6447. It's 7% calcium. So we know that fruit trees, vegetables, pumpkins, berries, grapes, like a lot of calcium. It brings the flavor out, brings the size of the fruit out. If you use that consistently, you're going to get a better tasting a type of, of edible mm-hmm. plant. So fruit trees would be beneficial with that way. Could you use the all-purpose? Yes. We had that recipe. That was the original one we put mm-hmm. together 20 years ago. And it really works. And some folks go, well, I've been doing this. I'm happy with the cherries I get. I'm, I'm fine. Would it? Can you do that? Yes. And it's a good, good food for that. If you had, a, had your druthers, um, the fruit and vegetable food is probably a better one. Also, for you folks that are true organics, or hardcore organics, the uh, fruit and vegetable food is completely organic. There's no minerals in it. Mm-hmm. So the all-purpose food, it's we call it all natural, but the second you put iron or sulfur, some of these trace minerals, right. you can't technically call it organic. So if you're, pu- if you're a purist, the fruit and vegetable food if you just want to keep away from chemicals, neither one has chemicals in it. Right. We're not using petroleum-based uh, uh, chemicals for the for the carbon the plants need. We're just using you know chicken meal and bone meal and cottonseed meal, different meals. 
And then we put in that all-purpose some, some iron and sulfur because we're trying to lower that pH. We know that's a real issue with our water. We don't do that with the fruit and vegetable food. So, right. yeah, I, I complicated it too much. Yes, <laughs> Joanne, it would be better to separate it out and buy one of each. Right. Yes. If you had your druthers, yes. yes. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Next question is from John. He wants to hear you talk about putting aluminum sulfate down for the yeah, blue spruce. Yeah, last week. Yeah. Uh, wants to know when's the best time to put it. Oh, down. yeah. I thought I had mentioned that, John. Sorry, apologize for that. So, so aluminum sulfate is for those that weren't tuned in last week. That is a, an added mineral. So you're fertilizing everything. Uh, evergreens. That's you use aluminum sulfate on evergreens. Um, it's going to prefer the all-purpose plant food, that 744. But in addition to that, you also give it aluminum sulfate. And what that is, a Colorado blue spruce, that blue, that radiant, almost silver look. It almost has this frosted look when it's really healthy. That's aluminum. Mm -hmm. It's going to pick that up in the fall of the year. So that's, I should have said, fall. <laughs> Now's the time you put that on. Okay. It's going to pick up the aluminum through winter. Then mm -hmm. it's going to use that to extend next year's new candle growth or new, new needle growth next year. And then it will coat that new growth with this blue aluminum sulfate uh, flavor to it. Uh, evergreens really like it. It makes it real acidic. So it does a couple things makes it really acidic. So you get a brighter, deeper green out of your pine trees, but really you're, you want that really rich silver blue for those junipers, cypress cedars, uh, dedors, uh, Colorado spruce, Fat Albert spruce. They're really going to benefit from that. Really what you see the magazines talk about, they say, give it to your acid loving plants like um, rhododendrons and hydrangeas. Mm -hmm. But I find it does more good up here in this at this elevation for your evergreen. So aluminum sulfate, it's, an, it's a powder. Sprinkle around the base. Uh, that's another one. We should touch on that. Don't focus all these minerals and foods right at the trunk of the tree. Right. You're putting it out towards the drip line. Those outer branches, that outer, the farthest reaching branch, that's where the feeder roots are on a plant. And so you want to focus most of that food and mineral out there, most of your water. That's where it's got the small, uh, small roots out there. So you can pick that up. At the base of the of the trunk of the tree are basically anchoring roots. They're big old hairy, thick barked roots that keep the tree upright. They can't really pull in minerals and food and water and stuff. Those those are out towards the drip line of so the tree. This brings up a good point because people, I get this all the time. I have a well around my tree. Yeah. I can only, after that, there's weed cloth or rock. Right. So what do you tell them? Just still go ahead and fertilize out at the drip line? Because most of that stuff will break down and go through if you have weed fabric yeah. or rock or that kind of stuff. So that that uh, water well that you put around your tree, uh, trees don't actually see those. Only you do. Okay. Their roots continue to extend out. And they're reaching to the next drip system, the next the flower bed. They're going out towards where you rain harvest off the driveway. They're 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 searching out food and and water throughout the yard. And so, don't when you're fertilizing, don't think in terms of where your drip system is, where your water well is. Think in terms of the tree. If it's if that tree is way outside that water well, mm -hmm. that's where the that's where the roots that's are. The roots they are. mirror 
that upper growth. So focus in on that. The foods will break down and go right to the rock like there was nothing. It'll, it'll penetrate right through that fabric. It just liquefies and goes through. The, the fabrics, weeds can't get up through it, but food and water can go down to the roots. That's the beauty of weed fabrics. Right. And if you have black plastic, dig it up and get rid of it. Yeah, black plastic. That's so old. That's kind of 90s stuff. It so is, but all occasionally the newer, you yeah, see it again, yeah. but that stuff's nasty it's for your yard. not healthy for your plant. That's where plants kind of blow over. Yeah. They kind of, kind of, that windstorm we had a couple of weeks ago blows right over. You have time maybe. One more question. We'll sneak one in. This is another kind of spruce question. He wants to know, can you prune back a spruce? He has a beautiful one, but it's encroaching on the sidewalk. Dang it. So yeah. can you cut it back and when would you cut it back? Yeah. So you'll cut it back midwinter. So right now you're not pruning because there's too many insects and disease. They're just things are alive. Uh, mice are roaming around everywhere in the gardens. <laughs> I mean, just things are are looking to find a winter home and they'll find a winter home where you make a cut into a, mm -hmm. into a tree. They'll, they'll look to take advantage of that. So, so we wait until winter hits. So January, February, that's when you're doing most of your pruning. Um, how to prune a, a, a spruce tree. That's a hard one. Yeah. Usually what we do because they're pyramidal in shape, we'll just limb up mm -hmm. the, the lower branches. So you'll see this Dr. Seuss look to, 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 uh, uh pine and spruce trees, they just limb them off, off the ground so you can drive your pickup truck underneath it. Uh, and that brings it back. It looks kind of funky because when you cut a spruce back on a branch, it doesn't grow new growth out of the bark, bark areas. It only extends what's currently growing out of your uh, showing on your tree. It's hard to explain. Basically, you're going to prune up from the bottom of the, from the ground, limb it up until it gets back behind the or sidewalk. just let people walk around. That could be it too. <laughs> That's a great question. Ken Elisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. We'll be back right back after this. Water's October companion plants that grow well together are blaze maples, spicy mums, glamour kale, and burning bush. Water's compact burning bush is a neat, well-behaved shrub prized for its blazing red foliage in the fall. Looks great when planted with autumn gold sumacs, lilacs, and gold euonymus. At six foot, this bush makes a natural hedge that burns red through autumn, all for $49. You'll find the showiest shrubs here at Waters Garden Center. Siri, give me directions to Waters Garden Center. If you enjoy this show and would like to hear more, please subscribe to The Mountain Gardener, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you'd like even more garden tips, tricks, and helpful advice, please check out my website at watersgardencenter.com for classes, videos, and more or my online garden center at top10plants.com. Throughout the week, Lisa and I can be found here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. The Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens.